Alright guys, it's Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com Here to introduce part one of this week's New Music Saturday podcast Before I do, I just found out while uploading this That the catch-up version of this show, the, the version you're listening to now So not the live show, not through our website But if you're listening on Apple or Spotify or uh, Mixcloud or wherever you are listening to this has been listened to 14,000 times which sounds insane to me like I've got no benchmark but that sounds like a very big number so if you've listened to the show one or more of those 14,000 times thank you very much we really appreciate that in part one this evening we have got the amazing Orange G uh, live in the virtual studio with us talking about uh, his brand new single Echoes in the Park his approach to music where he came from where he started which is an amazing story um and it all happened so so quickly it's um kind of insane to be honest with you and really really cool uh, brilliant kind of uh folky diy kind of artist uh we are massive fans on the show so it's a real privilege uh, to have him uh, come on the show and chat to us um and we play then loads of heavy rocking music afterwards as well which is pretty cool let's be honest everyone loves that so yeah we've had a really good time uh we think you're gonna have a really good time listening to the show and we thank you in advance and afterwards i don't know who knows anyway cheers for listening we really appreciate that uh keep on telling your friends uh let's let's make that 14,000 20,000 let's let's keep rocking this why not uh something's obviously working so yeah great thank you guys very much cheers is, is that is that a good lead-in i mean no it's that <laughs> it's a big like physical lever it's to pull The corner of my basement that's like and my little we're studio live, so uh welcome to music saturday hashtag nms i am dr bones a doctor of rock and many things but not a medical doctor and then of course there's my uh my core partner in crime and the guitarist to be wish you were mike five what's happening mike hello man i'm good you know i asked a fantastic guest a question with like three seconds before we went live and obviously he started to answer it and then you cut him off because i didn't realize so i feel really bad now but uh, we'll ask the question on air, I guess, as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm good, man. I'm having a really good time uh, this week, just generally, um, because the sun is shining and I like the sun. I'm not really a winter kind of guy. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty good. How about you? 
Uh, pretty good. It's been a, a pretty, uh, I guess, uh, call it somewhat relaxing week. Uh, first week back to week, uh, back to work after vacation, which was nice. But I'll oh, yeah. be honest, we had bored after like three days. But that's just me. So, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, it was nice to be back and uh, got a, a, a bunch of uh, submissions this week for for NMS and. Again, trying to weed through them is, is always a challenge, but it's always a fun time. I always have the time to sit down and listen to it. And of course, there's those last-minute change-ups which happened today, as you're well aware of. But uh, definitely worth a change. And uh, But yeah, um, always, it's been a good week. Uh, just a, a, a quick story uh, before we introduce our guest. Uh, so the other day, I'm on the way to work, and you know, I just like most people get an iPhone. So I use Siri, and I said, hey Siri, play Megadeth, shuffled. What comes up? Goodbye, Ruby Tuesdays. Like, how in the hell did you get Rolling Stones from Megadeth? <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's nice. like, it's like, like, no, sorry, play Megadeth. <laughs> you know, like, oh, oh, actually, I should have said it because now, actually, my phone is actually playing Megadeth. I deposit, sorry. <laughs> now, 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 she, now she listens, right? So, but yeah, right. <laughs> we should we should do. I wonder, like, if we if we say things like, um, you know, oh, I don't want to say anything too bad, but you know, hey, hey, Alexa, play new music Saturday. Is everyone's? Although they're already playing it, so it doesn't make any sense. If they just heard that, they've already got it on. We need to think of something better, you know, something that everyone will suddenly listening to this go, oh my god, shut up, because you <laughs> cause their Alexa to go off and do something. We should just do that. Litter the show with random commands for. Um, Scary technology. Right. <laughs> People have in their homes uh, to do. So, but yeah, cool. And, and actually, you made a good point, which is that um, I, I posted a list of all the bands, or all the ones I could find on Twitter that we're playing tonight. Um, and then I realized that five minutes before I'd read a message from you going, actually, it's not that band, it's this band. And I posted the old list. So one of the bands I tweeted isn't being played tonight. And I'm just going to let you all guess which one it is. I'm not going to say anything. And we'll see. And there'll be a surprise band that no one's expecting. And that'll be great, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, well, I mean, it, 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 it stuff happens. But, man, without further ado, let's get and welcome our musical guest, Orange G. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, man, it's, it's been a while coming, and we're excited to have you. We got, um, I know we got a lot of questions. And I think my first question is because I'm just, I'm just wondering, and it'll make sense in a moment, but uh, your your stage name, Orange D, uh, where did, or how did you come up with that? Yeah, yeah. So um, so it, my day job, and uh, this raises a question I want to ask you too, sure. um, but um, my day job is in the sciences. So uh, I am not a medical doctor, but a, a doctor doctor uh, during, during, the, uh, during the, the week. Um, and uh, Orange D is a dye we use. Uh, so when we're doing uh, gel electrophoresis, which is a way of separating DNA fragments, if you've ever seen like an episode of CSI or something, um, right. you know, where they're like trying to figure out who was at the scene of the crime, uh, they'll use that dye to basically tell how long you've baked this apparatus to basically look at look at the um, the DNA fragments. So I just always thought it was a cool name, and you know the the initials R O G, and people actually call me that on Twitter, which I think is great. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm glad you mentioned that sort of thing because I'll, I'll be honest with you, like uh, there's uh, Forensic Files is on Prime, and there's something like 23 nice. seasons, and I've literally watched every single episode. <laughs> nice. I just, nice. just got so attached to it and so cool. It's like, well, man, that's amazing. Like, like you can't get away with anything these days. Just, just everything that is done and all the different advancements have been made. 
and it just it blows my mind. Like, but I I I I, I, I honestly do not hold a PhD. Like, I mean, like, so uh, uh, my 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 day job is not even close to this, or even being a doctor. So. <laughs> It's a what? <laughs> I said my day job is not even close to this, or even being a doctor. So gotcha, gotcha. But just, I was thinking like anthropo- uh, anthropologist or something, you know, like Doctor Bones, you know, like you, looking oh, at. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, uh, initially, when I when I came up with the name was because my original Facebook got hacked. So I was like, well, I need a name that no one's gonna hack, no one's gonna even bother with. It's like, hmm, Doctor Bones. Dr. Clyde Bones and Clyde decided because I needed a first name because Facebook wouldn't allow me to just do Dr. Bones, right? So, so I had to figure out a first name to put in there, and then later on I thought about it and I made some sort of relation to the trade pop and daddy song Dr. Bones, like, like uh. right? But I'm com- complete opposite of what the song's about. But this is like, but it's like, oh, that's right, no. <laughs> so that that's there's there's a quick background for you. <laughs> well, now we know this for like. I was going to say, I've been doing this for five or six years with you, and I never asked that question or oh, knew that. Really? I just I assumed thought you knew that, that, yeah. You know. No. I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I just do... assumed you had cool parents that named you Dr. Baines. I don't know. I, just... I, I do have a, a background like a sociology, psychology <laughs> that took they took at college, but I don't actually have a PhD per, per se. <laughs> like, I could write well, I knew you didn't have a PhD, but I just I, – and I know what your real name is, um, obviously, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't know – where the origins of yeah, uh, that's that came essentially from. it. But, <laughs> a, a, yeah. a combination of both things. Like, oh, that makes sense, and I'm digging this. So yeah, let's do it. <laughs> that's awesome. Interview over. I, I've got yeah. the information <laughs> that I want. I'm like good to go. <laughs> well, so um, back to the, the reason why I was asking is because uh, the better half asked me this, and it's like I, I, I really doubt it. So my, my first question to you to to lead up to the to your stage name is: Are you familiar with the Trailer Park Boys? I am not. Okay. Not a big deal because in one of the seasons, one of the main characters has a goldfish, which he calls orangey. Oh. So, so I, I'm like, what she, what she asked, like, I'm pretty sure he, he, none of the above, but I'll ask anyway. So, so that, that, am... that, that's a Lady Bones question right there for you. So. That's awesome. Thanks for the question, Lady Bones. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'll be just, I just so, to... Go ahead, Mike. Sorry, I was going to say, so we, we are. I mean, adoring is probably the right word yeah. of your music on this show. And I have no idea how we came across each other. I, I really, only because I have no idea how I come across anyone. John uh, Mitchell, I believe, versa. wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah, but possibly. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's always like there's some connection. There's usually a Twitter part to it. But we were blown away when you sent us, um, I think the dustbin was the first yes, track. And then yes. I think you told us it was your birthday. We gave it a, an exclusive and... It just became this, oh, that's so cool <laughs> kind of moment. But um, I am fascinated because I don't think I'd heard of you. Please don't take this the wrong way. I don't think I'd heard of you before that. And then suddenly you popped up and now I'm kind of a super fan. And I just, I'm interested in where you came from and how you came into our lives and everyone else's lives and all this kind of stuff. Um, if that's not a wide enough question. <laughs> and, no, that's a great question. And thank you so much. I, you know, Oh my gosh, I really appreciate it. And um, well, it's true. I mean, we only, you know, oh, yeah. we only play the music we love. We're really lucky. We get loads of music submitted, and we get to kind of choose what we want to play. And sometimes, you know, get something one week, and we have to wait a couple of weeks until it fits and all this. But genuinely, we only play the stuff we love, and we're we're genuine fans of music. And I'm only saying that because I absolutely love your music. It's brilliant. <laughs> so much. Much genuine. I, um, oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. There's, there's a good reason that you'd never heard of me before. That, <laughs> or, you know, I, I, um, 
you know, I've been writing songs kind of, you know, um, as of like, you know, two, three years ago. And um, I had like done my first open mic, like, I want to say two, you know, like two and a half years ago or something. And a huge step to like get up on the stage and like bury your soul in front of everyone and like uh, do all that. Um, you know, legs are shaking and like, you know, your, your voice is cracking and all that stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'd started doing a few of those, but then when the pandemic hit, um, you know, we're all stuck in our homes. It's like, what are you going to do? You know, it's like, well, you can sit in your kitchen and, and kind of empty the fridge, um, or you can like sit and play your guitar or you could, you could like, you know, do what everyone says that they're going to do is like, I'm going to double down on work or whatever it is, right. you know, but, um, but, uh, you know, I, I really kind of, um, um, it kind of took off. I started going to a, a virtual open mic and that kind of led me to, um, you know, the idea of like releasing my music. Uh, my, my friend on the open mic kind of planted that in my head. Every time I play, she, she would be like, uh, this is a uh, list victory. She'd be like, where's your stuff online? Where can we find your stuff? You should record your stuff. You know, even if it's a cell phone recording, you should put it on YouTube. And so right. I started my Twitter account back in, um, the end of May. Right. And, uh, I found you on, you know, one giant kind of, I think it was like some tag follow train where it was like, who supports your music? Right. And it was right. one of you all that was that was brought up. And I was like, oh, hey, you know, this sounds really cool. And you were like, you send us your stuff. And so I started sending you my stuff. Yeah. And I love that. So you, you're brand new. Sorry, Bonesy. There's a slight delay and I keep cutting you off. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no, 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 I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you think by now, I mean, geez. Oh, no. All, all I was going to say is we do appreciate getting us the world premiere of Echoes in the Park as well. That was badass. That was so much fun. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, no, that was awesome. Um, so, so that's amazing. So you, 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 I was going to say you didn't exist. You did exist, clearly. <laughs> but you didn't exist as Orange G in any... Um, you know, official form, I suppose, until you know the pandemic, the lockdown, the the desire or the push, maybe to uh, to get some recordings and do stuff. And I have to say, I mean, it feels like it's flying since then. You know, you've got a great online following and group of uh, friends. You've released some brilliant songs. I can feel all sorts of you know buzzes of excitement about whatever's coming next. Um, but also you seem really personable with people and just kind of interested in other people and stuff, which I always think goes a long, long way on the independent music scene. So I, I guess if I was going to frame that as a question, I'd be thinking this is going pretty well, right? I, I couldn't, I couldn't be happier with how it's going. Um, you know, I mean, I, I guess I could like, you know, I could be, I could be, you know, um, playing uh, opening for the Rolling Stones or something like that. But, um, <laughs> sure. but, um, but I, I, I really think, you know, I'm, I really feel, um, extremely fortunate at, at kind of the reception and the support that I've gotten and the friends that I've found that have just, you know, helped me kind of keep on going on. Cause I think every, like, no matter how much you progress, you always feel like, you know, I should have done this or like, I don't know, at least that's how my brain is wired. It's like, you know, there's mm. like, it's like, you know, it's not good enough and you got to do better and you got to like do more. And so it's like, um, learning to be content with with you know the success you have, I think, is really goes a long way. And I like I you know when I like take a step back when I'm able to um, get the perspective that I you know I need of a little bit of time and a little bit of 
um, everything. It's just like, oh my gosh, I can't. I, I wouldn't have even thought a year ago that I, you know I'd have all these followers and and uh, people subscribing and listening to my music and stuff. Well, you know, you're not you're not alone, just because. And Mike will tell you him being a musician as well. But most musicians will always agree to the same thing that a song is never really finished, but at some point it's got to come out if you want to put it out there. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that perfectionism is, is rough. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is why people do remixes and remasters and, you know, it's never-ending, isn't it? But, yeah, I kind of – I have a – well, it's an interesting question, actually. I, I have a fairly set view on when I think a song is finished, which is basically when it's released because I'm, like, I'm not changing that again. Um, but a lot of people will do, you know, iterations and – you know, different versions and different things for different occasions and all the rest of it and, and just keep going and keep writing. I mean, we spoke to someone recently who was saying that they, they would, I can't remember who it was, but they were saying they would, they would probably write a whole album and then go and play it completely differently live the next week so they can get bored of it. <laughs> just, you know, stuff like that. But when is, you know, what when when is something kind of, when is it finished for you? When is it wrapped up and, and you move on and what do you take from that experience? Yeah, so I'd say, I'd say, the biggest hurdle for me is when I decide a song is ready. Uh, I'll play like a draft of a song at open mic, and I'll you know like I don't I don't necessarily um, need the response to be really good, but I have to really like it. I really you know like I have to feel like it's past the bar. You know, most songs I write kind of end up on the cutting floor. It's like oh, I wrote it. I was in a hurry. I wanted to I wanted to play it at open mic and. Maybe I'll judge it later, but, um, you know, I have to, it has to kind of go through the mental paces of, I like the words, I like the message, I don't feel like it's, you know, too literal or maybe too abstract or um, anything like that. And, and, um, yeah, and then on the recording side, you know, I'm still a little new to all the, like, the DIY recording uh, at home. So, you know, like, I, I, um, I had a nice mic for a while, but, uh, you know, like getting the right interface, getting the right software, getting all the plugins that you need to really make it sound good. That, that took quite a bit of time and effort. And, um, so with there, it's like, I have people that I really trust that I'll send a track to for feedback and be like, what do you think? Yeah. Um, it's usually John (laughs) Mahane. Well, man, we totally, totally get that too, because I mean, I've like, um, like I do, kind of we'll call it music on the side like no Ben or anything like that but when I got time and I had a whole week off so I, I finally uh, finished the song and it's a song I've been working on literally for years I've just never been happy with the lyrics I keep on changing them up changing them up changing them up and finally I found lyrics that I actually like but I am learning this recording stuff too which is pretty new to me as well I have a few apps that I kind of was able to tinker with a little bit so I was trying to learn those I still got a lot to learn but I mean I but it, it's, it's fun and just trying to get it finished and once again it kind of Kind of, kind of where I want it. Then I'll be sending it off. So, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send a copy your way too. So just you know for feedback and let me know. So, absolutely. But, but totally, totally get it and learning this stuff too. But it, it is fun, and uh, I think that will lead to my next question. Is because no, you, you, you seem to kind of uh, uh, well, you have an array of different instruments you play. But uh, what kind of drew you to the ukulele for your music? Yeah, yeah, uh, ukulele. So. You know, I feel like ukuleles went through like this boom. They go through booms and busts, right? Like right now, I think it's like maybe, 
Yeah, I think Billie Eilish kind of set off a, a little bit of a of a um, a boom market for ukuleles. Right. But uh, you know, like um, I really got into uke like in 2010, uh, and I feel like everybody had a, had a uke. You know, every every hipster had a little uke <laughs> and was playing it on the corner of their street or something. But um, I have one actually. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> There's so much fun if you know the guitar. Like it's just a little simpler. It's the same chord structure, same chord shapes, and um, um, and I love kind of the the um, I love the little whimsical sound that it has. You know that it's like you know it has this cute sound this to is it. The higher pitch, right? With four string instead of six. I mean, it's 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 definitely fun. I mean, I've been ticking around with it a little bit because initially I got it. Okay, well, you know, I'll play it a little bit too, and uh, Louis Bonson is in it as well, right? So uh, it was kind of like a, like a, a, a joint purchase, but definitely uh, definitely worth it. But I'm still taking around with it. But uh, it, it is fun because a lot of times I'll come back into like well, the little NMS room slash studio. So what's, what's where all my guitar stuff are and everything else is. So I'll come back here, sit on the couch a little bit and tinker with it. But it, it is it is fun. Like I haven't written any songs with it yet, but I'm just still kind of playing around, kind of figuring it out, you know? Oh yeah, no, it's a great instrument, and you have quite the spread of guitars. I'm jealous of your guitars on the back wall there. Oh yeah, <laughs> like oh well, the two ones hanging up. Uh, the one, uh, the red one, is my very first electric guitar. Nice. And unfortunately, it no longer works electrically, but because I've repaired it one too many times, but that's fine. And then the one to the left, the, the black one that's shaped like a Les Paul. So not a Les Paul, but my uncle and a few buddies put this guitar together. So I got a uh, I got a guitar for my birthday, and that was the result of it. A little heavy, but once you get used to it, it's no problem. But the, the, the distortion sound on it, man, it's it just absolute killer. And then, of course, I have a Yamaha classical acoustic, which I've had, man, 27 years. Oh, and, wow. And I bought it for 20 bucks used from my buddy, and he had bought it used not too long before I bought it off of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm betting that you've had that guitar longer than uh, you haven't. Yeah, pretty much. And then just recently, um, it's probably was. I did the math. Say. Yeah, uh, was it three years ago? How old was it? Three years ago, I got the Gibson. Yeah. So yeah, three years ago, I got I got my I got a Gibson SG. So. That's and, awesome. Uh, nice. Oh, I love it. Well, man, I'll show you the picture. It's, it's got the sunkissed color to it. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I have sitting behind me, actually, kind of tucked in the corner. Actually, it should be the picture I sent. Oh, I could. Yes, it's, Sorry. It's, no, go ahead. It's, it's a picture I, I put up, posted to you with the with the of the, uh, the Lysol wipes and the mask and stuff. Nice, nice. Yeah, I uh, I have a guitar much like your Yamaha. You know, uh, I have this Guild. It's from 1960. Oh, Guild, nice. And, and uh, I I got it about 30 years ago, and uh, I just got it back from the shop. Um, so it was like a refret and a bunch of cracks that were braced and everything in it. Right. So it's uh, it's like it's like riding a bike, uh, playing that guitar again. Um, you know, like it, it feels so familiar. Oh, for sure. That's the way. Like my my go to guitar. I realize this isn't about us. This is your interview, but sing as well guitar. <laughs> I want to learn more about you guys. <laughs> my my go to guitar is one I bought. Hey, look, there's Bigfoot. <laughs> whoa, 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 this isn't about me. It's about you. <laughs> when I was, I think I was at eighteen. And um, I finished uh, kind of my A-levels and I took a year out before I went to, to university or college if you're in North America. Um, 
and I didn't. I wasn't one of those people that was like, "I'm going to go to Thailand." Or whatever. I was just like, "I just want to earn some money and not have a massive student loan and experience life a bit." So I kind of um, I worked in a warehouse, which is a great job um, because we basically just like did stupid stuff all day and occasionally packed some boxes. Uh, but it was, it was a good group of people. It was a good fun. And at the end of that year, I bought my first proper electric guitar. Like I had um, some cheap-ish ones and one that I used to use that my dad had bought, and I kind of you know, had a long-term loan of, I guess, stole, basically, I stole it from my dad. Um, <laughs> and then, when I bought this guitar, Gibson Les Paul, it wasn't like a high-end model or anything, it was as much as I could afford with the money I had left over after the year. Uh, literally, you know, I think it was most of my last paycheck went on this thing, but not like a custom or anything like that. But over the years, that guitar has had, you know, new pickups, new tuners, new frets, new kind of everything. And nice. it's like, it doesn't matter how many guitars I buy. I have a bit of an obsession. It doesn't matter how many guitars I buy. There's 13 in the house at the moment. That guitar is always the go-to one for recording and right. playing live because it's the best guitar. Like, I'm the most familiar with it. It's properly worn in. The others are great for little bits, and I enjoy playing them, otherwise I wouldn't buy them. But there's something about that that's kind of... And I'm sure it's not that it sounds any better necessarily than some of the others. It sounds better than something. But it's, it's probably that it's just got that... It becomes part of you, doesn't it? When you've got like a an old oldish instrument, you know, twenty seven years, and I can't even do the maths on the one from the sixties. <laughs> you know, but there, there's this history with those instruments where it just feels right, doesn't it? It feels like when people say like riding a bike or brushing your teeth or something, you just right. do without thinking about it once you've learned how to do it. There's something special about that, and I love that. And that inspires creativity in me. Thank you. It's like you know exactly where where everything is. Like you know, like yeah. when you when you go to hit the fifth string and not the sixth string, you know, like where you have to position your hand and like you know. And I don't know yeah. why, but it's I have a Gibson Epiphone, not an SG. I just have Gibson SG on the mind. It's an Epiphone. So either way, it's still an awesome guitar. I still love it no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm between. I, I need to get a solid body. I've got a really old hollow body um, that's mm. you know kind of sitting on my wall. That I don't play very much, but I really want to get either a Telecaster or a Les Paul. I'm I, still like stuck yeah. between those two. See, I think for for me next, I would go Les Paul. But uh, uh, so one more thing, uh, uh, just about equipment is I had uh, was a 60 watt Marshall amp, and man, I had that thing for almost 15 years before it finally died, and I was I was amazed, and I, uh, I, I literally took a picture, and I Instagrammed it, saying, oh, goodbye, old friend, you've been very helpful to me, sort of thing, and, <laughs> and I tagged Marshall in it, and it's like, like man, I swear by your amps, this thing was gold, look, it was 120 bucks, I think it was like 2,000. Oh, man. Or maybe a little bit before that, but it was just like, it was absolute gold. But, Back to music, we've obviously sidetracked. I know it kind of, well, it has to do with music because of the instruments, but back to your music. <laughs> Specifically, back to the interview, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I thought you were going to lead off. I've got oh, loads oh, of questions. I, 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 I thought, thought you were going to interrupt me, so I just assumed I was like... I'm sorry. Oh, man. You have a So, um, I, I think my next question would be is... Uh, uh, where uh, do you draw your inspiration from? Like, well, how does your dynamic work? Do you just kind of sit down and start writing? No, is it something that's kind of going to happen like the past week, couple months, or uh, uh, generally speaking, throughout life? Or 
uh, where where does that inspiration uh, lyrically and musically come from? I would say, um, you know, I, I know I have a lot of friends that like write songs from prompts and and things. Um, and I actually wrote my first song from a prompt the other week, um, which was interesting. You know, I, I kind of had underestimated how powerful that was as kind of a tool for songwriting. Um, but usually, um, my songs kind of come from more from just the process of of um, you know reflection thinking about you know whatever i'm struggling with so i, I guess they're, they're usually a product of struggle and uh you know whatever it is insecurity you know um angst whatever it is uh that i'm kind of going through is kind of like goes into the music and i always find that i enjoy those songs better than kind of the other way around which is like i'm gonna write a song i must write a song i need to have a song by tuesday night for open mic or whatever it is you know like a, um it's way better when the song comes to me than i come to the song so i am um, i'm fascinated by the way just on the open mic side um because this the handbones open mic am i pronouncing that right I think yeah yeah that's it yeah um so by the time that's on like, I'm a night person, but it's still far too late for me because we're um, five hours ahead or whatever. But I quite often, when I see that tweet the next day or the next couple of days, I quite often find... So I normally don't actually listen to like all of it at once because it's quite long. So it's normally like in between things at work and then throughout the day. But the, that day when I see that is quite often spent dipping in and out of that open mic. And I, I love it. Like I think it's fantastic. There's a huge amount of talent uh, on there. But I've said to you before online as well, I massively miss open mics and the feeling that you get from you know doing that and playing that so i'm kind of curious like how's the, the virtual experience to watch is great but how is it to play how does that um kind of feel in your experience absolutely yeah and, and thank you very much i'm so stoked that you that you watch the open mic and and everything that, that oh, really makes it. me yeah, happy yeah, yeah. um yeah yeah so so it took a little while to get used to actually you know like they're all on YouTube, so you can right. see like my very first open mic appearance, which was in May of last year. Um, Are you sure, uh, Mike, we've subscribed from our NMS YouTube, right? I think so, but if not, we will. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was rough. You know, so um, you know, we had to learn all the settings and everything, and um, and uh, that was like all the tech team. You know, like we have a guy that helps with the. Um, his name's Wes Mason. He's a super nice guy. He lives here in Pittsburgh that helps with like getting it all on YouTube and everything. But um, a big one is learning how to um, deal with a, like the silent applause, like just being yeah. used to the fact that you see the, the act of people silently clapping and you just like, you know, you take it in for a second and then you, you're like, thank you or whatever it is, you know, but like, um, I think, I think many of us on the open mic kind of agree that that's like a skill that, that you, <laughs> that you like acclimate to. Right. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, just getting used to uh, performing in front of people, you know, like this virtual open mic really was the way that I got comfortable being in front of people and, and like kind of burying my soul and, right and, um, you know, just being, um, you know, just being natural on the stage. And, and one thing that's interesting about it is that you can, watch yourself afterwards and know like how you did so it's like it's really great for that 
process of self-improvement and that's something that the in-person open mic doesn't have you know like in person you go give your song and if you're like a stranger nobody's going to come up to you afterwards and say hey that was really great or or you know i really like this song or you know like um uh i i feel like the virtual format is actually maybe a little bit more inclusive that way well it's really interesting that you watch it back because i i wouldn't (laughs) if i'd played that's exactly the sort of thing i actively avoid uh, particularly open mic because I'm not a singer. So whenever I do an open mic, it's kind of I can sing a little bit, but I'm not. I've never been a singer in a band, and I've always hidden behind the band. I just play the guitar and have a good time, right? So whenever I do an open mic, which I love the experience of, I never want to see that again. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I would say a year ago I would have been in exactly the same boat as you. Um, I remember I had a I had a, a teacher that would record us giving presentations in our class. And, uh, you know, they gave me a CD of my presentation and um, I never listened to it because it's like, I didn't have the heart to hear myself go. "Um, uh, uh." (laughs) (laughs) It's the little triggers like that, where you realize um, I've I've got a friend at work who um, has become really self-conscious because I can't, well, I can't remember what it is now. She says something, I think it's just like right or something like that, but she says a word when she's thinking of the next sentence in a in a present like you know, either a Zoom call or a presentation type thing with a client or whatever. Um and so it'll be kind of, you know, talk, 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 right, talk, 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 right, right, talk, 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 right. And and like it's funny, you notice it now because we're all working virtually, whereas I never noticed it when we went to face to face things together. And we kind of um she asked about it and we said well yeah you do do that but i'm sure everyone has those things right everyone does um, that sort of stuff she's now like super self-conscious and i'm like you don't need to be it's just a thing that no one cares about or even notices but now that you've noticed it you'll forever notice it that's exactly why i don't watch stuff like myself play or anything because i'm like oh i always do that but maybe it's not a bad thing to uh, to think about you know being completely um open to being you know, being objective as or as objective as possible and open to criticizing and learning from yourself is not a bad thing i think things like that don't matter but certainly you know if you can't i always struggle to get to that chord or i don't quite hit that note or it gives you stuff to focus in on doesn't it which i guess is really useful actually yeah yeah you know it's like a you know first few open mics i went to i could really see how nervous i was and you can't change that all all that you can do to get over that is practice right, right. like yeah. but um you know the other thing i noticed was like um, before and after uh, performances, you know, it's like kind of awkward how how um, you know I'd introduce my songs or things. So it's like, hey, I better think about like what I'm gonna say. And so it's pithy and it's you know punchy and you know. right. Yeah. Well, you know, um, uh, just uh, again touching on the open mic. Uh, when I went to visit Mike in England. Mike and I did open mic at the White Rabbit. Nice. And that's, that's on our that's on our, our Facebook uh, fan page, and uh, no, we, it was all covers, but it was fun. It was funny too because uh, two of our very good friends, uh, one being Stu Clackwoods, who was on the Premium Blend Radio Show, and uh, his uh, better half uh, Pebbles, uh, aka Cheryl, who does uh, who does reviews uh, Pebbles reviews. And uh, mm. we got a chance to, to meet them as they came to White Rabbit. And it was funny because during one of the songs, they, they walk in and I'm singing. I saw them come in and you could see me waving to them in the video. <laughs> so, nice. 
That's awesome. But we, Mike, we know that what, like three hours we, we, we put that together. Well, this is what I love about open mics. So I went, I mean, you know, three or four days before that, we'd never met in person. And then suddenly we're up on stage. Yeah. yeah. Obviously we knew each other, but we, you know, up on stage, you know, open mic. I think I probably told you at the time, there was a guy, I used, there was a really great open mic years ago in Brighton um, at the Fiddler's Elbow. And there was all sorts of people. And I'd always just like check people out. And if they came back and I liked them like another week, I'd go, hey, do you want to do something together? And I love those moments. Like I remember practicing for, I guess, 45 minutes, maybe an hour um, with this guy who I'd actually met in a coffee shop. Um, and then he'd come to the open mic. And then the next, you know, I said, oh, are you coming next week? And he came around my house for like an hour. And we just practiced doing like this obscure jazz version of King of the Swingers from the Jungle Book. And he was an amazing guitarist. And I can nice. play like three chords really well. So for me, it was just like watching more than anything and learning from this guy was amazing and then we went and did it and everyone was just like blown away and i was like that's so cool for like an hour's worth of work tops it's probably 45 minutes worth of work and i'm not going to take the credit he totally carried it because he was awesome but for me to be part of that and i think i did a little bass line on one bit a little bit of lead on the other it's just like fun adding little colors to this version that he did and when you've got everyone singing along and just having a really good time i love that experience but you never get those moments kind of anywhere else i don't think i you know it's open mic nights are brilliant for all of those sorts of things just getting people together i did one just before the um the lockdown just before the pandemic really kind of hit in the uk where all these people are playing i knew some of them and didn't know others and at the end you know whoever was i think it was probably the guy running it was kind of like hey if anyone wants to join in who's played you know feel free it's you know three chords or whatever copy what the song was there was like 20 of us on stage probably playing to less people you know <laughs> This is great fun. Everyone was kind of like, right, let's do a little, you take the lead there, you do that. I love those kind of collaborations and experiences that you so rarely get in any other walk of life. Do you know what I mean? You don't you don't share necessarily that experience with someone over your love of, I don't know, cheese twists in a coffee shop. <laughs> but music brings people together in that way, I think. That's a beautiful memory, though. You know, like 20 people playing to a room of three people. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was really good and we de- definitely all had at least one too many drinks you know <laughs> well right i mean that time. is kind of the the way of the world with the open mic for sure yeah. right. Right. Up the so, courage. Do play, sorry do Mike. play pool oh sorry go on well i was gonna say we're gonna take a quick break here to play uh orange g's newest single because uh we're sleep but don't call by surely running out of time so we have a few more things to get to before the interview is done so without further ado here is the newest single by orange g this is echoes in the park dig this Yeah. 
This one, I, I, I really enjoy. I love the the, the 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 harmony in this. I really do, and it just it's just so so simple. It seems so simple and so basic, but just so cool at the same time. Like very catchy, very just chill and just relaxed. Like you know, it just that's something for just kind of lounging around the house or uh, around a campfire sort of thing. But it's a great tune. Oh, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that, and I, I really. Um... I really appreciate that you that you liked the harmonies because that like came out of nowhere when I was in the studio working on the song. Nice. Yeah, it was a happy accident yeah. for sure. I had the happy fortune, but that's awesome. Nice, like very cool. It's brilliant. I really like the the field recordings. The kind of outside sound on it, I think, is amazing. It just adds such a great layer to that particular track. And then I don't know the banjo is a bit more. I don't know how you describe it. It's kind of like. Bit more swirly, isn't it? A bit more psychedelic, maybe, um, uh, than, than you know, say the dustbin, for example, it's a bit more straight up kind of raw kind of um, sound. But I really like it, like the whole mix. It, what I like actually about your tracks more generally is I do feel like you use instruments really well. It's great to be able to play different instruments, of course, but you use them really well. But also, everything, nothing necessarily 
trumps anything else, does it? Everything has a place in the mix and in the song, and it feels very deliberate, and it works really well. Like, and I mean, the vocal and the instruments you use, and like the outside sound in this one, for example, they all sit there. It's not like a rock band where it's all about the guitar sound. It's quite everything fitting together, isn't it? Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I I definitely try to give balance to to the different instruments I use, like in in my tracks. So like. One thing that harmonica players are notorious for is just freaking, you know, like playing the harmonica over the whole thing. Like, you know, like, you know, they want, they want to have that Christina Aguilera kind of like ah, 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 thing going on, you know. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, like I, I, I try to like. I know this is, but you gotta stop it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, with the harmonica, I really try and pull it back so it's not like overwhelming the track with like runs and and bends and all sorts of things you know but yeah and i'm really happy you liked the field recording so it was my first try at it it's brilliant i i spent uh, in fact it was about this top no, it was may last year i spent at least an hour in my garden trying to record this beautiful bird song that was happening in the early evening uh, on my crappy old mobile phone with no microphones or anything and it just like it took forever and then I got a take I was like I think this is it and then I played it I played it back I was recording this sort of little EP thing that I still haven't released um, went up and I played it back and I was up to like midnight mixing this thing and I was just like what is that sound and I realised that I, I don't live next to a road but there's kind of a group of houses and then a road and another group of houses another road that's a bit busier and I could just hear something that's really bugging me it was a bus right in the middle of this beautiful recording that I spent an hour getting there was this bus trundling down the street making all this noise I was like and I don't mind the naturalness of that sound but it wasn't what I was going for at all I was like right scrap it I'm doing it again but I found it really actually considering how relaxing birdsong is I found it really frustrating (laughs) it's funny it's funny Um, that you would say that because um you know the field recording I used in that song was my backyard and it you know it was spring the birds were out and they were just so loud and and crazy but it also like listening to that field recording um I realized just how much ambient noise there is in my neighborhood because uh you know there's a bus that like comes through every 20 30 minutes in the morning and that actually you know like i i was like hey that's perfect for this part of the song where i'm talking about repaving the lanes and right. <laughs> you know, it's well, like the bus with its screechy brakes yeah you know? right not not to be rude here guys but um we're we're probably well we will be going over time now which is fine but um we have yeah. we'll do this i will just our our four questions here so make sure you guys have a pen and paper and let me know when you're ready is a computer um, Whichever, like notepad? How, okay. However you want to put it down, doesn't matter. So okay. So all right, got Mike, it. you ready? Yeah, I've got paper, but no pen, so I'm going to put it on my phone as well because okay. I'm need... <laughs> All right, so you ready then? Least prepared podcast. Yes, I'm ready. Sorry. All right. So question one: Which hip hop band uh, from Philly ended up on the uh, being the Jimmy Fallon music band on his show? Oh. And uh, a quick hint, they have an album called Do You Want More? And Mike, you know I'm a huge fan of this band as well. Doesn't mean I know the name of it. Okay. Stacking the deck there, Dr. Bones. Well, I I know Mike's memory, so I'm not worried. So so, so it's it's not really a hint. It's more of like, like, uh, oh, come on. 
Uh, Y'all so, don't know how competitive I get. Uh, <laughs> okay. I really like to win. <laughs> so question two. You've got a very good chance. Yeah. <laughs> question two. What famous movie boxer lived in Philly? Movie the, boxer. Movie boxer, meaning meaning like he was not a boxer in real life, but he was a boxer in the movies. Uh, was, he, was he a pugilist? Possibly. Uh, there was about okay. at least six of them. So, mm. Mm. no, was it was it? Is that too vague? No, I've got I've got a, an answer. I have a guess. Okay, all right. Oh, that's too vague. I apologize. So, oh, question three then: What city in Pennsylvania? So, the state of Pennsylvania, uh, which Pittsburgh is in. So, what city in Pennsylvania is the hit show The Office uh, based out of? Oh. Mm. I only know the English one. I'm going to write the English one. Maybe that's the same town. Uh, probably not. But you might want to message Ricky Jervis. So <laughs> you, you say that we've got York and you've got New York. There's some similarities there. Well, there's there's, there's York outside <laughs> Toronto, so yeah. So we've got Birmingham. You've got Birmingham, Alabama. It could right. be the same name. I'm okay. going to risk it. Uh, okay. And the last question. Are we ready? Go on. Yeah. Okay. So the popular 90s sitcom Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song said, in West Blank, Born and Raised. Yeah, yeah. I know the answer to this one. All right. So when we are ready, uh, let's go with the answers. So question one, which hip-hop band from Philly ended up on the Jimmy Fallon show? And the answer is The Roots. I had the roots. I wrote, I don't know. I can't remember. This is so frustrating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's one note to you, G. All right. So next nice. up, uh, right on. So uh, one for Orange G. So next up, what famous movie uh, boxer lived in Philly? And the answer is Rocky. Oh, I put Rocky because I can only think of one movie boxer. Yeah. Yeah, I put Rocky too. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so. Brilliant. <laughs> So, question three. What city in Pennsylvania is the hit show The Office based out of? And the answer is, is uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. The, the Did you town have that in the UK, No, the town in the UK is called Slough, and I thought just on the off oh, chance, like Scranton, in the UK so. office, I thought in the off chance they might have picked a town that had the same name. But no. I had Scranton because um, somebody had mentioned something about Scranton. It may have involved asking... Uh, Joe Biden a question or something. It was oh, some really? weird meme about Scranton. Well, but, no, we, we had we had a small percentage of listeners from Scranton one what do we come down to mess? Like, oh my god, this is amazing. That's <laughs> awesome. So okay. the last question is the popular nineties uh uh nineties uh, uh, um sitcom Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the theme song said in West Blank Born and Raised, the answer is Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Is that what you had there, Mike? That is what I thought. I'll show well, you. Oh. Well, Orange G did win, unfortunately. He got more than you did, so. Nice. So, uh, uh, when you get a chance, just, just uh, DM me uh, which charity you want me to donate, donate my tune that for you. But there you go. But, of course, we know, you know, in West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playgrounds where I spent most of my days, chilling out, Max Turner and Rex, now they'll go home to school, shoot some B-Bell outside of school, and uh, there's, well, what's it, uh, uh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh my I, God! I should remember all of it, and I didn't do it just right now. I'm kind of blanking. But. I was, I was really hoping you were going to roll right the way through that. Um, okay, well, so I definitely lost that, right? Because I got two and you got 
least three. Did you get four. You got four. four right. You got four. Yeah. I I was scared when you said there like would be a quiz about Philip and like you know Pennsylvania because I've only lived here like ten years and so um, I was like you know he's going to ask me how many bridges there are. Oh in no Pittsburgh no! Or <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what though, when, when did the, live there the Liberty ten Bell years longer than I ever have. Sorry, go on, Bainsey. All I says when did the Liberty Bell arrive? <laughs> God. <laughs> I was, I'm joking, I'm joking, don't answer that. That's, that's... There's a map on the back of the Declaration of yeah. Independence. <laughs> <laughs> but Brilliant. anyways, um, we are way over, but honestly, man, thank you so much. It was such a great time. We had a lot of fun. We'll have this getting very soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. It was honestly amazing. We We love your music, like I said right at the beginning. Uh, it's really good fun chatting. And these interviews just fly by, Bonesy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, that was just, yeah, that was a great chat. Thank you so much. Um, where, just lastly, very quickly, where can people buy or stream or steal Orange G music and where should they go to? Well, definitely. Um, uh, first off, I would say um, I have a link tree that has links to everything. You know, If you want the Orange G merch or you know links to find, follow me on any social, it would be L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Orange G. And that's all one word, O-R-A-N-G-E-G. Um, and um, you know, if you want to buy any of my tracks, the easiest place to do that would be Bandcamp. And of course, the best thing about Bandcamp for all artists is that most of the proceeds go to the artist. And so... Uh, definitely, definitely check that out. Orange G, all one word again. Dot Bandcamp. Dot com. And uh, yeah, thank you, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you. We're so gonna much. That out as well. Thank you very much. We had a great time. We'll definitely have you back on soon. Have a great night. You too. Thanks. Cheers, right. G. Bye bye. Right. Mike, it's on you. You got the controls. Oh my <laughs> And Mike is gone temporarily because, um, Mike? Hey, buddy. <laughs> what I did there is I exited myself from the call room. Yeah. No, it's fine. No problem. Well, we're back. <laughs> we're back. We're live. So I can't believe I fumbled on that song. That's one song that's been ingrained in my head for years. <laughs> and, and I stopped. To the, to the point, you know, where a couple of guys uh, came in and started making trouble in my neighborhood. And my mom said, Again, what a little, my mom uh, got one little fight. My mom said, You move your auntie and uncle Bel Air. No, what's for the cap? One of came here. The Western uh, plate uh, read fresh, and there's a Dyson mirror. Anything I can say to this guy was rare. I forgot, no, forget it. Your home's the Bel Air. Do, 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 do. I pulled up to the house around seven or eight, seven or eight. I yelled together, Your home's spent later. Look at my kingdom, my host family there. It's a semi throne as a Prince of Bel Air, right? Oh, that was wonderful. Thank uh, you so much for <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, well, that was like, I mean, I, I kind of like uh, grew up like, well, kind of, we'll say got a little bit, a teen years were the 90s, but, you know, I kind of came upon a little sitcom. So, and that's one that anybody who grew up around that time frame knows that song backwards and forwards, and it's back up on streaming apps now, too, right? So. But I yes, want to have fun with that, well. and, and I thought, you know what, let's do that. And I thought the best question to ask about The Office is where they based the, 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 the sitcom out of. 
because like I was like a, a, not personal questions, but questions about the characters were maybe a little too in depth, and wouldn't want to make this light and fun. So, fair play. I I I really enjoyed your questions. I thought they were excellent. I really enjoyed talking to Orange Day. I think he oh, is man, that's excellent. Awesome. And again, another one. Like I I don't know what uh, we might have to change our format again to make part one specifically <laughs> interview, and that's it because. There's just so much to talk about, and we've said many, many times that 45 minutes is not enough, and so that's why when we want to do these continuations, right? So, I know, man. It was. I mean, that was another one where I genuinely didn't realize the time because we were just chatting away, you know, having and a good time. That's the thing too. Like, I don't. I don't want to be rude and interrupt, right? That's why I want to let that conversation go. So I'm not trying to kind of step in. That's why I was kind of waiting. I'm kind of glad we the video because I'm trying trying to wave and say like uh, Mike, like, like buddy, we're 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 uh, running behind on time here. So no, I can believe and it. That that happens and it's totally fine, right? And but that proves over and over again that we should kind of we'll call it reformat a little bit uh, to uh, accommodate uh, maybe a little bit longer interview because uh, you need, it seems like that not just uh, you and I but our guests or guests plural like to talk and that's good and that's what we want <laughs> but this gives us a little bit more of of, uh, of well, a little bit more leeway i guess you'd say yeah we could do i think that i mean it's worth a go right the thing is if we made the interviews say an hour or something we'd probably still go oh we ran out of time yeah, so yeah. We, could probably, <laughs> we could probably go around this forever but yeah anyway it, it was a fantastic conversation um I, I mean, I genuinely, we both love his music. It's so original, so unique. Uh, it's got so many different elements of kind of folk and blues. Um, it's got that DIY aesthetic, which I absolutely love. He's just, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Well, man, really I just love the music. fact we, when he talked about like, his, his, uh, his actual work, is like kind of, kind of scientific and DNA is like, oh, cool, man. Like, and, and I'm not kidding, man. I've literally seen every single episode in 23 seasons of Forensic Files. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. <laughs> like, and, and probably a few times over as well, just because they're so cool. It's like that was cool that one. And then we think back and then you're looking, and obviously the way they open up the show, they kind of allude to you know they allude to who who did whatever crime it was. And then you're watching this stuff and some of the interrogations and some of the the, the, the most r- ridiculous and horrible acting you've ever seen in your life is like you know, it, you're just rolling your eyes like. Are you serious? You're you're trying that like like <laughs> like you know you you like you like you're faking like a, a five year old uh, a temper tantrum and no one's buying it because it's just plain out stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love your comment by the way earlier when you said it's it's amazing watching those programs. Um, what you can't get away with, I was like, what are you trying to get away with? <laughs> no, uh, absolutely <laughs> nothing. I I enjoy my freedom. I like my job. So yeah, no, absolutely nothing. No crimes here. Nothing to see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, move along. Move along. Oh my God! The plane on fire! Hey, everybody, come around. Get a look. Have a look. You know? when, when Krusty faked his death with Simpsons, like yeah, yeah. So we, oh my God! Like William freaks out. Like hey, everybody, come get around. Have a look. Have a look. Oh boy! Brilliant. <laughs> right, man. What have we got coming up next? We've got so, a whole load of cool stuff haven't we? oh man yeah we have eight more tunes for part one and then uh, uh, an awesome another like 15 16 songs for part two and work next kick some ass so to start off uh the cash tag the rock saga here 
So next up is a band called Stranger. The song's called The Y Wolf Saga. Dig this.
Right on. A Stranger with the Y Wolf Saga. Uh, no, man, that song is just. It's crazy because it's it's not only a mix of a bunch of different genres, but the the, the um, uh, well, I guess we'll call it the bridges, the connector thing. It just it, it's, it's so smooth and it's so amazing because they go from kind of tripped out into almost not quite death metal, but pretty harsh like vocally and and with some heavy guitar riffs, and then kind of jump back up to new metal, possibly like early 90s alternative, and then kind of into the tripped out part of it to like an electro pop sort of thing. It's like, my God, the, the mix and the match, and that's the way I had a hard time deciding whether this would be uh, 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 the rock saga or, or down the rabbit hole, but I, I ultimately chose the rock saga, but definitely worth it. But man, like what a job well done. They just really... I kind of give you a lot of different uh, aspects to the song. Yeah, that was an absolutely fantastic tune. You're right because it kind of it had sort of an epic quality to it, didn't it? Where you know the the storytelling is so prominent, it's kind of tripped out, but it's also big and heavy. There's the the really kind of they let rip and do the really throaty vocal in places, and then there's the um, just a beautiful, almost folky kind of um, tone when she's singing those long notes. It's a great mix of kind of styles and everything um, put in there it's it's a great tune i, I really enjoyed that um we, we are getting by the way some amazing uh, pictures of ukuleles so if, if you're listening to this uh if you're listening to the show and you have a ukulele just do post a picture and tag us like we've got one here where we're talking about telecasters in the interview and someone has uh, keep back ivy have posted uh their telecaster with their telecaster shaped ukulele and they're both this beautiful kind of blonde butterscotch color uh, and look amazing together um and then below that we've got uh into the red uh i've done exactly the same thing but with a jaguar style so there's a kind of green seafoam green uh fender jaguar sort of telecaster-esque uh, green ukulele but they both look amazing together next to next to a nice orange amp as well but um, yeah it's just uh i don't know if you've had a chance to see them but if you're listening and you haven't go and check out our twitter feeds and we'll retweet them but it, it, it's so cool <laughs> like, uh-huh. ukulele definitely post a picture well, right, we'll uh, take a picture of mine a few minutes as well and post mine <laughs> it's in its casing on a shelf so i'll have to open the case to take a picture of it but yeah yeah but you know that's awesome and it's it's nice to see all these posts about it too right and uh, yeah. as soon as you said sea foam green, I thought my mind immediately went to Incubus uh, with their song uh, "Are You In?" <clears throat> because he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, it's so much better when sea foam green is in fashion. No, I don't. That's all. Oh, there you go. I didn't even know that was a. That was, I, I mean, I didn't know that lyric, and I yeah. also didn't really know. I've heard seafoam green. I know is like a guitar color. Right. But I didn't know it was an actual yeah. color. Brandon Boyd lyrics and vocals uh, from Incubus, and that's off their album Morning View. So. All I remember about that guy, uh, and I must admit, like I need to, I need to go back into Incubus, and I say this every couple of years, and then always forget. But all I remember about that guy. Uh, was he had his top off a lot and all anyone would talk about the fact was was like certainly in the circles I was hanging around it was the fact that he was uh, half naked and I was like well, 
I, I don't care about that, but it kind of put me off. Yeah, well, me I love it. Did, really, like only it. because he's a surfer. That's why he was born and raised in California. They're in California, but in race, he's a surfer. So that's. I'm not knocking it. People can take the tops off. It was just, you know, at the time I was yeah. a, a you know, 15, 16 year old, you know, trying to trying to work my way through the uh, oh, mystical the... love relationship with the fair sex. Yeah. Uh, and they were talking about Brandon Boyd. And I'm like, well, I don't like Incubus then because, you know. <laughs> so... Oh, man. I remember the first time I heard the, the, their, their album Science. Like, oh, man. I was like, okay, this is amazing. And then not too long after uh, uh, Make Yourself came out, you know. Right. And they did have the EP in between. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh, it's EP. What the hell is the name of the EP? But it has um, 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 Shaq. It has um, You Could Be Hot Dancer. So I'll, let's see. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll look it up in a second here. But the, either way, it's a great EP and such variety. But yeah, I just, and that's why I thought, I thought Brennan Boyd and, and, uh, um, Wish you were, uh, no, wish you were here, but, uh, uh, yeah, great tune. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not sure what else to say. I was just trying to rack my brains out. I'm like, no, I have no idea what this EP is. <laughs> but but Are You In is the name of the song, so. Nice, yeah. But, either cool. way, oh, that that's, like I said, but just because you said Seafoam Green, so my mind went music automatically, and that's what I thought of, I'm like, Love that. The other thing I was going to say about that Stranger song, by the way, which I've, I've forgotten, I just remembered, is there was a bit of an at the drive in thing going on there as well, I thought, in places. Yeah, no, good point. You're absolutely right. The kind of quick and fast uh, uh, guitar licks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Had that kind of feel. And also, by default, kind of a Brady Jar thing. Right. No, yeah, no, fair, no, fair enough. Well, well, they covered the bars vault and that drive a couple of times as well, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Definitely, definitely big influence there. Right? Yeah. Oh man, and I remember I saw that first cover. I was like, oh my god, they're covering this one. Like, no way. They were, they covered the Mars the Mars Volta song Goliath. And I was like, like, oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> so, I wouldn't even touch that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you know, anyway, that's fine. We're good. So next up, <laughs> let's get back to music here. So next up, we have brand new vaccine seven and. The song is called Rubber Face. Dig this. <laughs>
Right on. Vaccine 7 with Rubber Face. That's off the brand new album. And uh, another good tune. Again, the vocals are awesome, but it had like a really kind of go, 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 kind of fast-paced climb uh, uh, riff, and just boom, 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 boom. It's like, oh, man, it's got to do it right away. But again, the, the vocals are always what do it for me with, with this band's song because they're just so powerful and so in tune, and the harmonics can be amazing as well. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic, isn't it? This, you know, the the strength of the of her voice against that big, heavy rock and roll backdrop just works so brilliantly. Um, you know, stylistically, I don't even know how you. I mean, I don't. We don't really do categories and genres right. too much yeah. anyway. <laughs> I don't even know where you would begin because there's there's you know heavy grunge elements there's heavy metal elements there's hard rock elements is kind of like you know it sounds a bit like you know the foo fighters you know after a session listening to slipknot or something right you've <laughs> got a bit of everything and i absolutely love it such a fantastic sound and then yeah the vocal just absolutely belts it out across it and sounds amazing um brilliant band uh, i said before great taste in mugs Right. Oh yeah. I use mine this morning. So <laughs> I use mine most mornings. I find if I uh, this, is, this is a bit of a sidetrack, but I find if I don't use my vaccine seven mug for my first or second cup of tea in the morning, I say first or second because I try and use All the right. same cup, but often I'll leave it somewhere and go, oh, I'll just use one. Uh, I'm not a morning person, so stop after this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, if I don't, uh, if I don't for whatever reason use it for one of those, um, I will definitely do like if the baby has porridge, I'll put his porridge in there. Right. Uh, so it does get used. Um, it's a fantastic uh, accessory that you should all go and buy from wherever you get your vaccine seven merch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even being sponsored to say this. I don't know why I'm doing it, but it's great. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, I think we talked about the song somewhere in there, didn't we? <laughs> uh, we sure did, Skip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. All right. So next up is Brand New Metalite. This one's called Running. Dig this. <sighs>
minutes. Right on. Metal light and running. And like I just said, man, you gotta love the end of that song. That double kick is just fucking killer, man. That It just reminds me uh, of a clown from Slipknot, you know, and uh, like Adam Jones from from uh, Tool. Like, and it's like, oh my God, I love it. It's all it's badass drumming, but the vocal is just so strong and powerful. Like, catchy riffs and just, yeah, it's, it's just cool metal, man. I can love it. Mate, it is, <coughs> excuse me, um, that is such a great sound that they've got. And I know I always comment on it, but it really does remind me of bands like Dragon Force, where it's this speed, you know, almost, I don't know, it's it's, it's beyond double time. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's so fast. You know, it's, it's kind of faster than drum and bass music, probably. But then the vocal sits across and has these, you know, huge long notes. And then in the verse, they can kind of go a bit and hit on the quarters. And it just, the whole thing fits together so well. I'm a big fan of when, um, and I see this in a lot of music, I saw Fairport Convention, you know, very famous, you know, traditional folk rock kind of band. Um, they always do things like this, where you have like one instrument playing on the sixteenths with the hi hats, you know, <laughs> one playing with the um, bass drum, one playing with the snare, and kind of all coming together so that all these innate rhythms in the song kind of fit together, and then the vocal kind of soars over the top. This is basically that in metal. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and, but and I, I, I made a mistake to not Adam Jones, Danny Carey. Oh yeah, yeah. Danny Carey. I don't know why. It's, I know I, I thought I'm Adam Jones for because he's the bassist, but don't no, Danny Carey. So. Oh, oh forgive yeah. me. Millions. Yeah, oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you off. I quite like it, so I'll let you off, right? Oh, oh, oh thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so we <laughs> we do have a few more songs to get here. Tonight here for part one we have uh, about uh, five more. So next up is a cool band called Red Eleven, and the song is called "Handled with Care." Dig this.
Red 11 with Handled with Care. And man, what a great heavy tune that was. Like a great mix of new metal and metal. I love, the, again, some, some kick some kick out drumming in that. But what a tight song, like vocally. And the guitars were just solid. Uh, oh man, we'd have been blessed with the, such great hard rock, new metal, metal. What are you going to call it? Uh, fucking long live the hashtag the rock saga. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's funny. This is the band where I misunderstood you earlier because I thought you said they were finished. And actually you were saying we think they might be finished. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I can't believe they're finished. It's so good. Um, <laughs> but this is, this is such a, I mean, either way, this is a top quality, super heavy, fast paced rock and roll tune. I think his vocals sound a bit like Axl Rose. I think the guitar solo, um, it's not even really a solo, but the little guitar lick at the end where it kind of feels like it's um, hitting on some sort of phaser or a volume swell or something, right. sounds a bit like Tom Morello. Like it's, oh, you know, it's up, such, yeah. yeah, such a massive range even in those two things. The whole thing has got this um, almost like 80s metal kind of vibe, hard rock metal kind of vibe. Uh, but with with speed with the kind of pace you'd get from a, a 2000s new metal kind of scene um mixed with a bit of like you know metal <laughs> run out of words just metal uh, but yeah it's, that's a really good tune it really made me feel good uh, well just listen to that you know what, all i can ask speaking of new metal and actually this song uh, specifically uh again uh the other day on the way to work I was, you know, every every Friday morning I have my, my turnarounds to go from overnight to, to afternoons. And right. a lot of times, like, there's there's no point trying to, to, like, I come home, I sleep for a couple hours, get the dogs out. There's no point trying to sleep again. So I look for stuff to, to re-upload um, to my, my laptop, that sort of thing. And uh, the other day I uh, uploaded, or I got the CD and I, and I ripped Corn's uh, um, uh, album, The Untouchables, to my, to my uh, phone, right? So I put the laptop on my phone, and I was like, "Man, I just some of the, some of the songs, I I couldn't, I, I forgot how tripped out they were, like of, like uh, sound wise, and it's yeah. like, man, uh, um, some of the songs, I was like, wow, that was, that was such such great like instrumentation and 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 production, but yeah. it's like, wow, it's like, it's like you know, it kind of shows like yeah, it was just a, a lot different. It's like uh, how it worked, no." I mean, it additional somewhat progression, right? I mean, that album is so underrated because Issues and Follow the Leader was so good, and the first yeah. album. Oh yeah, it's not just been called Form, was it? Um, but that album was so underrated. But I mean, even the opening riff in Here to Stay right at yeah. the beginning is absolutely do, do, amazing. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it's just like oh man, it goes, it puts shivers through your bones. Do you know what I mean? It's got just got that depth in the riff, which is great. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is a properly. I realise you're called Doctor Bones, and that makes that funny. <laughs> oh, oh no, because I, I can just picture the lyrics. I mean, I'm like laughing with it, like almost like enjoyment, not like. Let's... No, I know. <laughs> I didn't think you were laughing at me. That would just be mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah. Anyway, sorry, we decided to about court, but that's a great tune. Um, but also, that chord album is highly underrated. Everyone should go buy that as well. Yeah, so there, there you go, right? And and, and but so it's so true. It's like, and you, you just, I just think of like a lot of stuff. Like I love the different harmonics throughout the album, right? And and you're, you're, oh, yeah. and you're just, you're just, you're right. And 
that's what you know uh, this song kind of displays. It kind of gives kind of gives you that whole kind of all round feel. And we do have a few more songs by Red Eleven, which we will get to in the next few weeks. So stay tuned for that. But next up, pardon? just before you do the next up, the second track on that is Make Believe, isn't it? Which is also amazing. Oh yeah, like, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, when you think about it, that's two really strong opening songs to what then goes into quite a kind of tripped out but still heavy album. That's a great album. I'm going to go and listen to that again. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Eh? And now, I, I'm, I'm thinking next week too. We might some fit on some Freedom Fuel because we haven't played Freedom Fuel in a long time. So. Oh, let's do that. Let's definitely do yeah, that. Yeah, man. So, well, that, that'll be for next week's NMS part, uh, probably part two, possibly. Anyways, so, moving on, we have another band. They don't have a Twitter. I believe they have a Facebook, but again, I'm pretty sure these. Uh, this is courtesy of Inverse, but a band called the Marigolds. The system's called, it's a system. The song's called Exorcism Charm. Dig this. And uh, this is uh, quite the track. You're going to really dig this. <laughs>
played on the marigolds with exorcism and charm. Well, um, uh, uh, it was tripped out, that's for damn sure. Um, uh, and very well could be an exorcism charm. Uh, I, I don't know, but like, uh, what even that really means. But that aside, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing because that's a great tune. And when I heard this, I was like, oh, oh, yeah. That's definitely going to part two. We are definitely playing that one. There's no, uh, there's no holding off on that one. But, man, the the flow and just the, the, just the experimentation, it seems like with, I'm, I'm assuming they've used a, a few different interfaces and that sort of thing. But you, you, you can almost hear the, the, the difference and, and the, 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 the skill of the mixing in that because that's not an easy thing to put together. And that was a great tune. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I know exactly what you mean because it's got such a, you know, really rich harmonic. It's sharp tone. and clear. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You can hear everything, but also it's super heavy, and I really like that when, when bands pull that off, and you get all the harmonics coming out in a really heavy tone. It just sounds amazing. But yeah, that's a great example of that. Also, what I really liked was the bass, the guitar, and the drums all working together so well. Uh, just to give it like extra heavy almost <laughs> it was like it almost didn't it was like what I mean by that is the guitar riff was so uh, rhythmic do you know what I mean that right. it just everything kind of folded into that space which was amazing and the vocal sounded uh, tripped out over the top and the vocal had a bit of a Blue Oyster Cult kind of vibe I thought oh yeah no, I can uh, see that and, for sure which is unexpected <laughs> 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 But yeah, it's great. It's really tripped out. It's a great tune. Also, I think that was the Finnish band, not the other one. But never mind. Oh well, no, whichever. No, and, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm, I can make mistakes. <laughs> no, no, it was me that made the mistake. Oh well, well, well either way, but we're, was, we're we're both telling make mistakes. We're good. So yeah. Also, I, I can make mistakes too. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then, yeah. we got uh, a couple more bands to get to here for part one. And the next one up is a band called All Under Heaven. And the song's called uh, Desperately Seeking Answers. Take this. <laughs>
Right on. <laughs> all, all under heaven with the desperately seeking answers. Uh, that was a pretty tripped out song, and I just had that kind of cool mix of like um, 70s, uh, late 60s, but mixed in with a new kind of techno electro pop sound as well. But great tune. Nice. Do you know what? I, I, I got a real like 90s alternative grungy thing and I, it sounded a bit like uh had a bit of pablo honey radiohead pablo oh, honey okay yeah nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> vibe in there as well but that was a great sounding record i really enjoyed that um it just i don't know it felt like they're all having a really good time playing that together it's a lot of like intensity emotion running out of it that was a great tune i really enjoyed that Right on. Well, man, next up, we're going to continue the fun here. we got two more songs here left for part one. The next one up is by a band called Smash Into Pieces. <laughs> and <laughs> Smash it! So, <laughs> and the song is called Guns Godsend, and it's the gaming remix. Dig this.
right on. Was that not a badass tune or what? Yeah. Man, oh my god. I I don't even know where to start. That was smashing to pieces with with uh, Godsend the gaming remix, and man, it just it was like had an industrial feel to it. it. Had the new male feel to it as well as a little bit of electro pop and some alternative. So it's like mixing the band like orgy with corn, but then going up to like stained possibly that kind of. Uh, uh, genre and then stepping back again is okay man like uh, which way are you going and then they hit you with like well it's like a, a, like a Lincoln Park sort of sound like, so it was, wow yeah it was amazing I mean that is a absolutely enormous tune <laughs> like, right <laughs> it's a it's, it's a I mean I love it's a really heavy remix it's by someone called Apoc apparently who yeah. did the remix um but the Oh man, it's just heavy. <laughs> it's just so heavy. <laughs> Whereas I checked out the original whenever this came through, I was like, oh, oh it's completely different. It's well worth that you do the back to back and listening to it. Um, if you look up Godsent on you know, Spotify or whatever, but um, I'm talking to listeners, not any. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just, it's completely different and it just sounds amazing. Um, this is a Swedish band as well, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but. I'm also aware that I've already called two bands Finnish and one of them only might be. So <laughs> That's no problem because uh, uh, the, the social media is out there for a reason, right? So, ne- <laughs> next... Correct my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, I'm not perfect either, so, you know. So, we next... Say that, but... Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, next up, our last song for part one, Hashtag The Rock Saga, is a brand new one by Before They're Hanged and uh, this is an awesome tune and the, the C comes out very very soon so dig this Before They're Hanged a song called D-I-Y dig this Do a shot you Bye. 
brand new before they are hanged with a DIY. And man, like first uh, listen, uh, uh, just heard Ramones like right away. And, <laughs> yeah. But what a what a catchy song! Like it just it just this classic classic punk. You know, it just the simple lyrics, but straight to the point. And just a good rhythm, very catchy, right off the hop, and it's like, man, you just want to get out there and, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's mosh, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's a very cool heavy punk tune. It kind of reminds me of Offspring, isn't it? Yes, nice. Um, yeah, like like Smash Era Offspring. Um, but yeah, brilliant tune. I love punk. You know I love punk. Everyone listening now knows I love punk, probably, unless they've been you know, buried under sand for the last five years. It's just like, I just love punk. So send me more punk music and I'll make Bonesy play it. Just keep doing it. <laughs> just, just like, Brick, I, I, I love Lamp. Yeah, exactly. I love Lamp. <laughs> so, I love Lamp almost yeah. as much as I love punk. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> so that's going to do for part one. We'll be back in, say, 50 ish minutes so until then a big thank you to Orange Steve for coming on the show for an interview that was awesome we had a great time and obviously like we said many times we need longer time but thank you for all submissions for part one we had a great heavy part one and what a what a uh, what a a finisher uh, with before they were hanged but uh, we'll be back for part two in about 15 20 minutes with a crazy spiral and uh yeah, it's gonna be, you're gonna be kind of drifting in of a trip, uh, not not literally, but uh, figuratively, or however you put it. <laughs> Either way, until then, like normal, we are gonna let uh, Mr. Doctor Krieger take us out. Dig this. Memory banks of the supercomputer. <laughs> Shrink eating that! Krieger out!